Hello and welcome to our weekly podcast of Who's Here in the Hamptons. I'm Dan Retiner, your host, broadcasting from my home in the Hamptons where I have lived for over 55 years. I've written a dozen books about this glorious place and I've seen it grow through the years from small tourist towns, quaint fishing villages, and a summer playground for high society to what it is today, a world-class resort for celebrities, artists, musicians, authors, and billionaires. In my podcast, I will bring you interviews with not only these people, but also prominent local people who have helped shape the Hamptons. My guest today on Dan's podcast is Joan Hamburg, the legendary radio commentator and interviewer whose shows have been running for decades, uh, first on WOR, I think, for the longest time, and then uh, more recently and now available also on WABC. I wanted to uh, let you know that uh, she's a good friend of mine and uh, that we've interviewed each other a number of times and uh, that uh, she works basically out of her house in Sagaponic when she's on the East End. How often are you out here? Are you out here full time? Or are you back and forth or what? what I'm, ba- I'm back and forth. But I mean, you have been to my house for many, many years. We yeah. did particularly when the weather is great. We did the shows out there. And I think we fed half the East End bagels and cream cheese. People would come just for breakfast. I remember it now that you bring it up. I envisioned the entire scene. It was, it was in a, uh, a, a, a glassed in porch that was right. Rambling house with a nice lawn. It's a beautiful spot in Sagaponic, not far from the ocean. Uh, now, are you still are you doing them in the city entirely, or or do no? You- I do, I do both. And when I'm out there, I do the show from there. And when I'm in the city, I'll either do it from the studio, which is on 49th Street, or from the dining room in my apartment. Only the breakfast isn't as good as it was when I was doing it out there all the time. Why not? I just got sick of egg salad and bacon. <laughs> and you were, if you remember, people would just push open the kitchen door yeah. and I'd say, oh, you know, who are you? You're not on the air. And they would say, we heard breakfast is good. We're in. I see. <laughs> so would you then interview them or kick them out or feed them? we'd end up feeding them. I see. So. What um, what got you interested in the first place years ago uh, of doing interviews uh, such as you've done? I'm sure you've done thousands, maybe tens of thousands of them by this time. You know, many, many years ago, when I was writing and trying to be an actress and doing all this stuff, I was called one day by... Clay Felker, whom you might have known, he was one of the greats in the journalism business. And he said to me, um, I had been writing for New York Magazine, too. He said, you know, we want all the people who work for us to be more than they think they can be. So I would like you to audition for a radio show. I said, I'm not going to do that. You know, I have babies. Anyway, of course, I did it. And the rest is history. And I started interviewing, and we had great adventures. I ended up traveling all over the world, dragging all the listeners behind me. I see. So, um, who do you remember your first interview? 
You know, I really can't remember who, oh, I know who it was. You just brought back a memory. I did Peter, Paul, and Mary. And that was the first interview I think I had on um, WOR. I started there. It was by accident. They were looking. They had a very, what they, in those days, considered radical broadcaster. Remember Bob Grant? Yes. He'd be yelling, get off my phone and everything. Mm -hmm. And they were getting a lot of negative stuff. So they said they wanted someone who was nice. I said, well, I'm nice, but I don't know how to do radio. And they said, we'll send you to a tutor. So they sent me to a tutor. We never learned how to do radio, but we ate a lot of donuts and coffee. <laughs> and next thing you know, I was on the radio all the time and having a great adventure. You must be fascinated with things going on. And what's your education? What, uh, what did you major in if, if you were in college? Let me tell me a little about it where you were. Well, I grew up on Long Island. I went to Barnett College. And when I was just a kid coming out of Barnett, I wrote a book called New York on $5 a Day. Huh. And believe it or not, we could really do it. I mean, you pushed a little bit. Yeah. But then one night we got caught in a hotel raid. And the police were there in this hotel in Times Square. And they said, there were my co-author and me, they said, what are you guys doing here? And we said, we're doing research. And the cops looked at us, said, research? And that was the beginning of the research for New York on $5 a day. And because of the book and all the publicity, we literally sold 35,000 copies in under three months. It really was a whole new way to look at life. All the things that I had thought I'd be doing, I wasn't. And all of a sudden, I was a writer with a then successful book and doing television and radio. So it was a great time. Was your book part of the Fromers group? Yes. Arthur That, that was amazingly uh, effective. I, were, I went to Europe on that and a number of other places. I may well have seen, as I remember, a restaurant that I got from that. You did. It yeah. had a lot of restaurants. And it had a French restaurant in the village that had like six seats, but it was very cheap. Anyway, that was $20. Well, let me let me ask you, have you interviewed presidents or uh, world leaders? I've interviewed world leaders, politicians, actors, actresses, cooks. You know, when you're on the air, as I was in the early days, six days a week, you interview everyone because, you know, you run through a lot of people and a lot of material. Who are among the most interesting uh interviewees that you've had besides me besides you you are always a great interview and you know dan as you and i have both learned over the years if someone can talk we're home free right. but a lot of times right you find out i used to ask the questions and then i'd have to answer 
the questions Mm -hmm. because the guest would be nervous or scared and in a panic state couldn't think of any answers. I remember I was working in those days with Arlene Francis, a wonderful actress and human being, and Frank Sinatra was her buddy. And she had Frank on the air. She had all these people. And her producer, a great jazz aficionado, Jeannie Bach, her producer would hand her all the questions. And when she ran out of questions, that was the end. You know, Arlene couldn't come up with more. And she had all these famous guests. And she was really one of the early stars of talk radio because there weren't that many women. And those people who were on the air were yellers and screamers. When women did that, it didn't sound good. I remember one of my mentors that he didn't know, he came to know it because I met him, was Gene Shepard, who uh, had a show every great. five days a week on WOR, which uh, there was a whole cult group. But who who among the world leaders did you find the most fascinating over the years? Well, you know, the Clintons were always great guests. They just were amazing on their feet. And I remember out at the in the Hamptons, I was at a party and it was supposed to be for Hillary but she was called for a late thing in Congress. So it was Bill Clinton who suddenly took over. And we all had to wait in line, you know, to shake hands with the guests. And I could not believe that he asked me about my son. How did he even know I had a son? Asked me about his movies. He asked my daughter about her living in Russia. I was convinced someone was feeding him material, but he just was great at that. And they were great guests. And Joe Biden, when he was vice president, I had him on the air and he was a great guest. He had wonderful stories. He knew both sides of the aisle. He was very easy to talk to. So, you know, you do this all the time and you know what a treat it is. When you've got a guest that, or who can talk and tell you stories or is comfortable. Well, you're my guest right now. So can you tell me a story? What do you want to hear a story about? Uh, About your show where something might've gone very wrong or uh, interesting. Well, that can often happen. One day, We had, and I cannot remember who it was, but it was a famous movie star. And Arlene Francis and I, we co-authored, co-hosted a show at Sardi's, the famous theater restaurant. Yes. And it was always a live audience. And the guest was sitting there, very attractive. Everyone was thrilled to see a movie star. And we would ask, a question and there was no answer and we'd have to answer the question and this went on until Arlene Francis who was the politest the sweetest woman in the whole world just couldn't take it anymore and said to him I've had enough just do me a favor put your hands in your pocket and grab hold of yourself 
the guy was so stunned that he started to talk and didn't stop for the whole rest of the half hour. <laughs> didn't want to hear any more from her, I suppose. No, he didn't want to hear any more. Who among the world leaders have uh, you been impressed with or found most interesting? I'm trying to think that, well, Moynihan, our own, was quite fabulous and a wonderful guest. Yes. And Eisenhower was a wonderful guest. And believe it or not, I'm going to our own backyards here, but yeah. President Nixon was, you know, and everyone looked at him as dour and angry, and he was such a good guest. And I had his kids on, too, at one point. And a package arrived in the mail. It was a copy of one of his books with a thank you note for being so nice to his children. Mm. And I thought that was a pretty special. And in the early days when I was doing so much radio six days a week, we would take the listeners and travel almost all over the world from Asia to the Scandinavian countries. And I said, I literally saw the world on a radio dial. And then we changed to cruises and we would invite the listeners to be paying guests, but we would go with hundreds and hundreds of people on um, these cruise lines and right. would have a ball. Uh, yeah. Who is your most recent guest on one of you on this year? Well, I'm trying to think, you know what happens? Sometimes I'll get out of the studio or come off the air and someone will ask just what you asked. How was your interview? Who did you talk to? And I'll say, you got to ask me that closer to when <laughs> I do that, because we have so many coming in and out yeah. that you often don't remember. And we do a lot of homework, too, with all the guests. When you were in college, did you think you might have a different career? You were going to be an actress? Did you think about your, your future at that point? You know, when I was at Barnett, my major was American studies and my thesis was on American architect and American architects. So I had wanted to be in the entertainment business. I never once thought about radio or even on television. I was in an off-Broadway theater group. And that's what I loved. And when we, Dan, got out of school, if you were a woman and you couldn't get a job as an editor, you had to go to Speedwriting Institute. Do you remember that place or hearing uh, about that? Uh, I never heard about it, but I, it sort of fits into the times. And it was, so we went to Speedwriting Institute. And my first job, you because I ha I'm a lefty, turned to writing, so I had the worst handwriting, and no one could read it, including me. <laughs> so we go to Speedwriting Institute, they send me to a job. It took place in the old Belmont Plaza Hotel for a magazine called Coupon Magazine. And I've told this story, but it really started my career. Part of the job 
was, besides taking speed writing dictation, to wake up in the morning and there were two guys who were allowed to sleep there because the boss was friendly with them, Ouija, the famous photographer, and Lenny Bruce, the comic. And my job was to wake them up in the morning. And believe me, they would not appreciate it. And Ouija <laughs> would constantly give me photographs saying, kid, let me alone, let me alone, and just throw photographs. And Lenny Bruce would yell and scream and then call his mother and say, they're driving me crazy. But for and I didn't even know who these people were. I was just out of school. Yeah. It was a great adventure. And then for this same person, I got a job writing copy. And one day she came in and she said, I want you to write to the heads of all these Fortune 500 companies and invite them for the mere price of $10,000 to get a full page ad and editorial usage of it. Well, my speed writing was as bad as my handwriting. So I invited the heads of all these giant companies for the mere price of $10,000. Huh. Instead of ads, I wrote ASS. So for the mere price of $10,000, they could have their ass if i can say that in our magazine with editorial <laughs> usage of it oh that's about as bad an appetite typo you can do i got fired <laughs> so. so that was the end of that but then i went on to write for new york magazine and have had a lot of great adventures yes where what's the most uh, in your travels what are places that stand out in your mind as most most uh interesting or different from uh, our world well asia particularly in the early days is for me an ever fascinating destination and i've been to many places including korea in the winter and korea is also famous for its shopping and its bargains and i remember our guide took us to buy she said ralph lauren shirts i see and of course you know you thought you had the biggest bargain in the world so i bought like 15 20 shirts yeah. and when i got them home i took a look and all the horses and everything on the shirt only had three legs so that was my bargain i had i had that uh experience in hong kong i where they had the night market and uh was among them they had a a, a stand where they were selling uh t-shirts that said on them university yale <laughs> so and that that's you know my mother always used to say buy cheap you get cheap so <laughs> we learned our lessons yeah anything else you want to would you like to talk about no, but I love talking to you, and I'm a big dance paper aficionado, and we're all lucky because we live in one of the most beautiful places in the world, and we have to try to appreciate each and every day, and also make a difference, as you do, in our communities. That's what keeps everything going. I thank you for coming on the show. I'm talking to Joan Hamburg, the radio commentator and interviewer.
She's heard on WABC and is one of the country's greatest interviewers. And thanks for coming. Thank you so much, Dan. All the best to you and your family. Okay. Bye.